All right, you bums, we're back, baby. Took a little Thanksgiving turkey break. We're back at it. I'm your host, Gabe Diaz. With me, I have my co-host, Carrie. Say what's up to the people. Yo, what up, Jimmy? Still dead. Probably <laughs> never will return. Goodbye, Fucking Jamie. Dead to me, bro. That boy still hasn't watched Dune. Was talking about, I want to go <laughs> see that in theaters. I know for a fact he's going to end up watching on HBO Max anyway. That's <laughs> a fucking piece of shit that he is. Um, but today we're talking last night in Soho. We uh, were able to get a, a solid copy of it. Let's just say that. Yeah. Let's just say we were able to get our hands on it. Because to be real, bro, it's been hard to find around here. I don't know. Yeah. Whenever I look up <laughs> AMC tickets, for most movies, there's two showings. There's one at three and one at six, and that's it for, like, everything. And so especially for uh, – I, I don't know if you'd call it an indie film, but it's, like – it's a it's you know, it's Edgar Wright – even though it's an Edgar Wright movie, it's still one of those low key movies that's not. You get like, the focus feature pop up, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it being, key. yeah, you can see it playing at a festival or some shit. No, oh, Edgar Wright made this shit. Edgar, you didn't know? I just go in blind. You told Damn, me. Damn, well, we're, we're gonna go into it. We're gonna go into it before we get into it. Before we really get into it, I don't know it. if that added anything. <laughs> in post, <laughs> really? Okay, I've, I have. We're gonna talk about Edgar Wright for a second because you know that's one of my favorite directors, so we gotta talk about him. Um, but before we do, I wanna just mention a couple things that I've been watching. Uh, I mentioned this last time, but Line of Duty, that British procedural <laughs> duty, fucking fire, bro! I've been through four and a half seasons. I'm on almost season five right now. The first four seasons are on Prime, and uh, the all five seasons are on Hulu. But it has ads, unless you're balling like that and you got that premiere service. You know what I'm saying? But me, I got the ads. So unless I'm using Jamie's account, when I'm using Jamie's account, hey, I got the ads. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Jamie. Shout out Jamie. You're still, you're still a valuable member of this team. You know. Um, but yeah, again, Line of Duty is just so fucking good, bro. It's cops that work for a corruption unit that try to catch bad cops and it every season just gets better and better bro and just more into i would say season four had some moments where i thought they were jumping the shark a little bit where i thought they were going a little bit extreme jumping the shark like for the for the most part the cases seem really grounded and realistic and like you can see this happening you know what i'm saying you're like fuck i can see the twists and turns i can see how that played out but then in season four one character in particular started doing crazy shit that didn't really line up with what I thought he should be doing, but they reeled it back in and it, it finished solid. So like, honestly, I really have no complaints. Um, it's really good. If you're into any type of crime show, I think you would be super, if you're into British TV, you know what I'm saying? You'll be into this shit. Give it a shot. Line of duty. Please give it a shot. All right. Next Dexter. Dexter is still solid. Uh, I think episode four, I think it's episode four dropped last Sunday. Uh, still fucking with it. I'm loving how immediately off rip Dexter is like on his back toes and he's just trying to like figure out what to do, figure out how to get away with this shit. Um, he's also dealing with Harrison, who's his legit son that he low key abandoned for a while. Um, he's always been super paranoid about his son also inheriting the Dark Passenger and also being a serial killer. And in this episode, we start to see some of those signs, we start to see that maybe Harrison isn't as cool as we thought, and he might have some darker, uh, some darker motives. So that was pretty interesting. Even though at some at times, Harrison's character, Harrison is can be kind of annoying because he's a teenage character, and for some reason we still can't. I don't know what it is about teenage characters, but most of the time they come off as super annoying. Um, Harrison, for the most part, I feel like isn't that bad, but he just has these like angsty teen moments that I just like, oh man, I low-key hate this shit. Um, but overall, solid episode. Uh, if I had to give it another complaint, I would say there's a podcaster character. Um, <laughs> and she's like exploring, investigating the case. She's supposed to be like a murder podcast person. But she doesn't come off as any murder podcast that I've ever listened to. It's like a, a pop version of it. It's like she's super... She looks like a, a she looks like a character from you, you know the show uh -huh. you. It's like yeah. a character from you decided to do a podcast about movies, 
or not about sorry, sorry, that's me. Okay, about about fucking murder, and it it's, comes up because I do a podcast about movies. I should relate to her, you know, like we're both doing podcasts. But she comes off like super like like bitchy reporter and like really in your face instead of like the murder podcast that I listen to. For the most part, they get shit done more than the cops. Like after using the podcast, it's like oh, the cops were able to like uncover the case or get a couple of leads because of the great investigation work that the podcaster did because they're usually professionals or they like carry themselves carry themselves as professionals <laughs> you know what i'm saying and she just comes off as like a pop star wannabe podcast so that, that just kind of takes me out of it those would be my major complaints but overall still really fucking with it still loving it seeing i can't wait to see where it goes i'm just glad to have dexter back bro i'm glad i have him back in my life um What's up? You got something to say, Gary? Talk Yo, to I me. got a couple of movies. Okay. Couple of shows. <laughs> okay. Lay them on. Uh, real quick. Ranking Kings. Still the best show. Bro, I, I was just, I was next on my list. I've seen three episodes. I have knocked out wow. the first three episodes. I got to say, so far, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. You I don't think it's, know. I don't think it's ramped up to where you're claiming it is yeah. yet. Go ahead. It's just, it's just better. It's just better than most shows out there. It just does everything well. It subverts expectations. It does whatever where it's like you expect one thing. It does the other thing. You know, the usual things that make movies good or shows I'm, good. Like Soho somewhat, maybe. Preview. We'll talk about it. We'll talk but, about it. I'm 100% prepared to love this shit, bro. I can already see where it's going to uh, hit my heartstrings. <laughs> Like, yeah, we have a character. Like, the main character, all he says is, ah. Bro, <laughs> still, I'm, like, like, so one of the best characters see- out there. Yeah, I'm so curious to see what is going on with this character. Because he's mute and deaf, but he could read lips, and he can use sign language. And he's got this best friend that's, like, a shadow. A shadow assassin. Yeah. Or he comes from a family of shadow assassins. And he's just such a well-meaning person. Like, he's uh-huh. just so kind-hearted. That even when people are trying to be assholes to him, they can't. They can't even fully commit to being an asshole. So like, his, he has a queen mother. It's like a queen stepmom, um, uh-huh. who's like an asshole to him at times. But then at the same time, she's like, "Fucking love this kid, though." You know, like she's like <laughs> jumping out of windows to save his ass. Yeah, that's so it's like it's she like, has a weird, you know. It's like they set up characters where it's like you've seen you've seen these characters before. And then they like switch it up and you're like, actually they do care. And actually yeah. they have personalities that are go beyond just the typical stereotype. And it's just like, that's what you want. That's what you need. In shows, you don't want the usual shit. And I'm still like, waiting to see if, if uh, King or Prince Dyad, Dia, if he's going to be the King, the King Joffrey of these right now, he's coming off as the King Joffrey of the series. Yeah, I'm a now little they deep. might, it's like everything you think you know or seen in the show is just like actually okay. I know nothing like okay. I, I keep knowing nothing alright it's, it's so good every single time there's like one or two things that you might predict like maybe mm-hmm. it's episode four where you're just I was just like at the end I was like fuck man yeah just damn that, I'm right the there I'm, I'm right there Damn. Yeah, I'm watching how, that how shit after is. this pod. Like, I, it's like one of those things where you like rewind a few times just to, like watch the moment. Bro, and your episode three or four of uh Link Click. Oh well, yeah, shit that, just pops the basketball off. episode. I've watched yeah. that, <laughs> I've watched that episode like more like two times, but I've seen that scene, the basketball scene like four or five times like a yeah. day, bro. <laughs> there's there's just certain shows that have come out recently that are just too good. Bro, I'm to interested to see. There's like how many rank, episodes it, right it's, now? It's going to go to 23, but it's out nine. I've, I was just about to watch the ninth episode. Then I Damn. got the got the cast because it just came out. But Damn, uh, yeah, bro. This, I think this is like clearly the best show of the Hulk the anime to, season. Like, I don't think there's anything. Well, there's like one or two things that are close, but they're too anime. Like for the okay. normal crowd, this is like you could watch this. And if they were speaking English, you wouldn't even know this was Japanese. Yeah, you said like this a mainstream. Is, this is straight across. A mainstream this is like basically Zelda, <laughs> but like bro, the, I was getting those the animations vibes, like dude. Zelda somewhere, bro, and it's, it's just there. Especially this last episode I watched, episode three. He wants to go on a journey, and he mm-hmm. like grabs like an arm, a green cape, basically. Yeah, and I was getting heavy. 
heavy Zelda. Not that Zelda, Link has a green cape, but you know he's all green. But I was getting, and he said, I want to go on an adventure and shit. I was like, oh, I'm getting heavy. Yeah. Like, he didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting like, yeah, he, he exerted it. Yeah, yeah, true, true. He's like, he was like, ah, ah. So uh, everybody's like, oh, yo, we know what you say. Uh, yo, uh, so, uh. I mean, I'm so curious to see, like, because he's an older brother, but he's tiny. Yeah. I'm, I'm way, was, I, you know, you don't got to tell me shit, but I'm waiting for this man to glow up. Like my man in, uh, oh, fuck, what was the show? Where, um. Uh, to your eternity. Kept, yeah, to your eternity, to your eternity. Yeah, he glowed you know, the his, fuck his up. His dad's massive, and out of his dad came like when, when like out of his dad came a freaking devil that just like turns its head sideways laughs point up and then yeah. po- and points at him and you're just like you know there's something going on in this show that yeah, there's more. <laughs> i didn't realize what was going on until <laughs> yeah i was really on. interested in that too i was like is that what, what's going on with this big ass devil that just popped up? yeah but there's going to be a character in episode four that uh, i think uh, you'll know Bro. exactly what i'm talking about that's just like you know he he knows the best of what makes movies great and he right, just trying like, to watch. You trying to watch episode four of me right now? To, let's kill the pod right now. <laughs> nah, I'm just pod, bro. Let's watch that shit. Let's watch that but, shit. But uh, the other, so Ringing King's absolute fire. It just keeps getting better. Okay, the world building's great. And awesome. then uh, the other movie was Klaus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, what is that bullshit? Low key, I I didn't even realize it was out. It, it's just like a normal animated movie that's just like sort of for kids. Netflix like, original. And, uh, I think it was on Netflix. You're, you're wa- you <laughs> Not where you watched trailer. it, though. <laughs> you watch the trailer, and it's like a typical ass kids trailer, where you're just like, man, this this can't be good. And then you watch watch the movie, and you're like, it's basically um, what's the um, talk to me? Emperor's New Groove. Oh, but classic Christmas version. Oof. And it's it's got great dark humor throughout for a kids movie, and okay. I, I'd say it's a really solid Christmas movie. If you haven't seen it, it's oh. perfect for the holiday times. Like Jason Loki. Schwartzman, J.K. Simmons, yeah. Rashida Jones. I didn't even know those people were in it. I just don't look up. Will Sasson. But it's it's pretty damn. Norm McDonald's in that shit, bro. Rest in peace, dog. Damn, how do you get that shit off? <laughs> yeah, right. His last, his last hurrah. Before I go out, I'll make some kids smile. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> straight up, like this is this uh this is pretty damn good. I don't know if it's couch butt material, but it's like closest thing to just like for what it is. Okay. Okay. Any King's couch moments here, by the way. Obviously, just, just throwing that one out there. <laughs> All what, right. Uh, anything else you've seen? Uh, I haven't been able to catch up just because everything's been so busy. Yeah. The only other thing probably, that I have, only other thing that I've watched is um the new South Park TV movie that's on Paramount Plus. Shout out to the homie that's coming to Paramount Plus. Because <laughs> you know I would not have watched it without without his help there. Um. I don't really have too much to say. It's South Park. Um, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I, I always just people like, ah, I don't know, South Park's not as funny as it used to be. Wait, South is Park. it South Park post-COVID? Yes. Yeah, South Park post-COVID. Um, and for the most part, when people say that, I'm like, ah, oh, it's not as funny. Usually I say, fuck you, bro. Shit's still good. Shit's still good. This, this last movie or TV special, whatever, it was solid. <laughs> It was solid, but it wasn't. I maybe I have to rewatch it, but I didn't catch myself like busting out laughing throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing. You know what I'm saying usually I'm like, oh shit, they're hitting on this and that. You're I will appreciate. You're old now. I'm old, I guess. Oh, I don't know. I'm getting I, old. I do appreciate the main. They parody uh, it where they have the kids. <laughs> the kids are 40 years into the future. They're all adults. Some have left South Park, and then you have uh, Kyle calling the boys back and it's like yo we always said that we'd come back if anything went wrong we had this uh this truce whatever like have you seen it you've seen it yeah i've seen it yeah yeah so if, and it's even there's token there you know what i'm saying so <laughs> token's the guy calling everybody back to you know um so there's a, there's a lot of good moments you have fuck yo cartman can't help but fuck with kyle forever bro like i don't even want to spoil what this man does but he goes to extreme lengths to really fuck with Kyle and Kyle can't handle so there there are definitely some funny moments there and they always do a good job at making fun of like our current political state and what's going on now and it's like it's 40 years in the future 
So they've got, you know, no one's worried about COVID. And then a strand pops up and you see everybody fucking panic, run for the, the grocery stores, get toilet paper and all that shit, you know? Like it has good classic, moments. Classic 2020, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's got good moments. I definitely want to watch it again. I think I'd probably have more fun watching it with like homies, you know what I'm saying? Just like vibing with people. Um, but I'd give it, if I had to give it a review or a rating, I'd give it like a high futon, you know? Like not, not a couch bump, you know, on the first watch, but it's, it's solid, you know, it's solid. get, get, get a subscription, get Paramount plus, or get like a free trial and just watch or that. Find movie. it on a, find it on a free screening. Yeah. Find it on a free screen. Yeah, I, bro. You know, the quality, we we're about to talk about, uh, last night in Soho, but the quality that we watched it in, bro. Solid. HD. Solid, 4K. Solid. <laughs> and guess what, bro? Subtitles. I have, sub, I have subtitles on that bitch. And you? if you're a person like me, two times speed. If you mm. catch these sites, you got the subtitles two times speed. I'm, I, I, I do everything two times speed. I can't enjoy shit in two times speed, bro. Two I times can't. speed, it's twice. The it doesn't point. feel if the the cadence. If, it feels if, it's, so if right. it's not natural, if it doesn't feel natural to me, bro, like I, I feel it's, it's well, it's like I've been like watching stuff on two times speed for like almost a decade now, and I respect that, bro. But like it doesn't take away from like watching stuff at normal speed though, so it's just yeah. like you can go back and forth equally. I feel that. Let, let's jump into <laughs> last night in Soho. And before we do, let's talk a little bit about our director Edgar Wright. To me personally, what is he directing? You know, are you being for reals right now? No, I'm, I'm asking you a question to set you yourself for up. Set you up. So okay, so, okay, okay. So I have a I have a long history of loving this man's work so the first thing that i had ever seen of edgar wright was Shaun of the dead a lot of people know Shaun of the movie. dead huh took you to see that movie my dad took me to see that movie bro shout out gustavo that's what i was looking for right yeah yep my dad we went <laughs> bro we went to i actually get a really fond memory because i remember we went into one movie it was a Fuck, what's the Jewish guy who's a good-ass director? Woody Allen, Woody Allen. He's a lot of, <laughs> lot of trouble. We were watching a Woody Allen movie. I think it was Matt. It was like a tennis movie. And it had, um, I think it might have had Scarlett Johansson. Um, and I remember we, we, were, we were going into that movie. And it was funny as fuck, actually. From what I can remember, even being young, I was like, yo, this Woody Allen movie, on point. But we were just watching it to kill some time before we jumped into Shaun of the Dead. And then I remember jumping to Shaun of the Dead. Bro, I I just the whole movie, I just remember everybody fucking laughing. My dad's in tears. I'm in tears. I just remember such a great experience watching it that I was like, yeah, bro, this is this is movies for me. Like I love this shit. And then shortly after, I watched um I went back and I watched his sitcom. He has a sitcom called Spaced, which honestly you could probably find on Hulu. Again, British humor and British comedy. I've been fucking with it since back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And it has it has your trio. So it's got Edgar Wright directing, writing, but also has uh, Simon Pegg, Sean, Sean the Dead. And it's got Nick Frost as well, who's uh, Ed. I think his name's Ed and Sean the Dead. Chubby dude. So it's got the initial squad right there. And it's a sitcom about them like living in the same apartment. It's really good stuff. Um so love that work. Then Hot Fuzz, bro. Let's talk about Hot Fuzz real quick because yesterday, Ali Loki sent me off because well he didn't send me off because he was kind of defending it, but he said that he at one point because I I was watching this movie and uh, Ali or not Ali Ali's girlfriend Lillian ended up finishing it with me because she just got like really into it because she was just, like in the background and she was like oh shit mm-hmm. I want to sit down and watch it. She had homework as well, so she was trying to get out of doing her homework. I mean, afterwards, I was like, yo, that's the same guy that did like Scott Pilgrim and shot Hot uh-huh. Fuzz, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, shit, really? And then I was like, ah, I don't know how I feel about Hot Fuzz. Like, I watched it with a buddy and he didn't laugh at all the whole yo, time. Yo, Ali like, said that? Yeah, yeah. He was like, I don't know he how I feel about He didn't, yo, tell him, fuck off, Grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> yo, right? it's for the, yo, watching Hot Fuzz is for the greater good, you know? For the greater good. He was saying that, like, his experience was the first time he watched it, his buddy didn't fuck with it at all. And he was trying to defend it. And the next time he watched it, he was like, 
yeah, I guess it's not that funny. But me, every time I've watched it, I found something funny. Yeah, well, I think you watch that and not think it's funny. Because he was saying it was like, he thought it was like serious or like dry. It is dry at times. But I was like, no, it's a, it's a comedy. It's a dark comedy throughout the whole thing. What's up? You know, I just want to say they have the same ability to sense like sarcasm and joking. If you don't think this movie is funny, as like my fiance Key, who's like Key? from Yo. China, where there's no sarcasm or anything. It's just like straight deadpan. She she still after more like a decade, she can't understand sarcasm that Bro, much. A but decade, she would still probably laugh at this movie and think things are. Funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's I feel like, that. If I you still can't, that same like, I, there's no hope for you, man. If you're born here and you can't understand this shit, Bro. you didn't watch enough like. Family guy or something. But that's what I was trying to tell him, though, because it was like, Hoffa's parodies a lot of action movies, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're not 100% into that, I feel you should still find it funny. But it works a little bit more when you got the bad boy 360 shot, you know what I'm saying? When they're parodying bad boy and they're spinning around like it's Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. But you get a little more out of it because you know where that's, that's from, you know? Like, you and I have watched that together multiple times, I'm pretty sure. Like yeah, we quote that shit all the time. Like we always do the uh, good luck finding them killers, eh? <laughs> good luck finding them killers. Eh? <laughs> that's, that's such a classic. I I still say for the greater good, like to this for day. the greater good, yeah. Like, for the greater good, Yarp, Yarp. Everyone knows Yarp. <laughs> it's, it's so quotable. There's so many good things. Who was like, actually the Hound in Game of Thrones? Just throwing really? it out there, which is pretty funny. If cool only Game of Thrones was like good enough to I know, stay. Let's not talk about it. So like I've forgotten I, Game of Thrones. So after Hafas, you also have. I'm talking about his. They had this trilogy, the Cornetto trilogy, where Sean, Sean the Dead, Hafas, and then they have the World's, World's End, End, which was more sci-fi oriented and uh, like aliens invading, but also kind of robots. Uh, I would probably, I would have to say, it's the weakest of the three. Yeah, for sure. Are you, are you but going it's, one, two, three? I was going in the order of when they came out. No, how how you prefer them? I go, I go. Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, World of Dead. I would honestly, because of the nostalgic, the yeah. nostalgia, the memory of being in the theater with my mom and dad and cracking up and had previously sneaking into another theater, whatever, and zombies. I've always loved the zombie genre, mm-hmm. and it's like horror and comedy. So Shaun of the Dead is number one for me. Absolutely. But Hot Fuzz is right there, bro. Like, it's right there. Like, gun to my head, Shaun of the Dead for sure. But Hot Fuzz <laughs> is right there, dude. And then The World's End. It doesn't fall. Like, the World's End is just solid. The World's End yeah, is just solid. solid. It just, for some reason, it doesn't hit the same beats. It's also the third time we've seen it. So, we're also, our expectations are at all time high. Like, especially like if after someone's shitting bro. on World's End, like, I can't, I'm not going to defend it as vehemently as Hot Fuzz. I'm yeah, going to be yeah, like, yeah. you know what, like, it, it it has, like, all of its good moments, but, like, it doesn't have, like, the def- genre-defining, like, edgar like, yeah. defining moments that you can just quote after. I think the other genres were, like, more solid. It was, like, specifically zombies, specifically action movies. You know what I'm saying? And then the third and one was, was like, <laughs> it was like sci-fi, aliens coming back, robots, reuniting with friends, you know what I'm saying? Clones. Yeah. It was like kind of, it was a lot, but it was still really good and really like Nick or um, Nick Frost, when he's fucking people up in the bathroom, when he starts yeah, fighting the robots in the bathroom, when he's like breaking people's head on the sink and the toilet, like, yo, there's some good ass moments. And I, you know what I'll also say is that the third one probably struggled the most for me because of the friendship between Simon Pegg and Nick Frost's characters. Because Mm -hmm. in Shaun of the Dead, they're best fucking friends. Of course, they fight and argue at times, but they end up being solid fucking friends. You know what I'm saying? And Or they they stay solid friends. And then Hot Fuzz, they they meet each other. Immediately, Simon Pegg kind of hates Nick Frost's (laughs) dumbass character, but they grow to love each other and become dope ass friends versus uh, the world's end. You have them almost kind of antagonistic the whole time. Really? Uh The the whole time Nick Frost is like, I fucking hate you, Simon Pegg. I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. So you don't get the same buddy, buddy vibes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had this dynamic that just worked so well for both Mm -hmm. movies. And it's like, Sort of thrown a little to the wayside. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it's just not as good as because their chemistry is just so damn good. You th- when you think Simon Pegg, you think Nick Frost. Like. Exactly. They're, they go hand in hand. Um, and then after this, we had Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which honestly. That came out my, after World's End? Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I don't know if it came after World's End. It might have. I'm, I was saying the trilogy in order, but I think Scott yeah. Pilgrim might have come out before World's End. Scott Pilgrim was 2010. The world's end. We watched World's End in college. Was twenty thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Scott came out. Scott came out earlier, but trilogy wise, that's um, that's the real third part of the trilogy. So really honestly, yeah. So okay, if you really think about it, maybe that's why I was also a little bit more disappointed because Scott Pilgrim was so fucking fire, bro. Yeah. In my honest opinion, like. I always Maybe forget one of the greatest movies of all time, <laughs> bro. Honestly, I can just I can watch it right now after seeing it five plus times at least. Still one of my favorite movies. Still funny every time. The way it's cut, the way it's shot. Edgar Wright in this movie is the star. He's never in the movie. He might have a cameo or some shit, but the way it's directed, the way he uses um, music notes, like the way he uses a. Uh, like he'll use Zelda noises, video game noises, movie references, comic book references. He he does a shit that I have begged like Mortal Kombat to do. You know? Like with the with the when they start fighting, it just says fight. When people start fighting each other and they die, they just turn into coins. No reason, no explanation. <laughs> but you fucking love it because of the way it's shot. You know what I'm saying? The way it's filmed and how much you love the characters. Even Scott Pilgrim is kind of a piece of shit character. You still fucking love the guy and want to see him do well, you know? Like, bro, I could t- you know what? Cancel the pod. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim right now. <laughs> so we got Scott. And then after Scott, we had Hot Fuzz. And then we had Baby Driver. Did you watch Baby Driver? Yeah, Baby Driver was solid. How'd you feel about Baby Driver? Like, overall, solid Baby Driver. Hot, Hot Fuzz was tw- 2007, by the way. Mm-hmm, but, uh, mm-hmm. So Hot Fuzz then Scott. Then- Ocean's Dead, two thousand five, two thousand four. Something early. It's been out for forever. That's now. crazy. How but, uh, Baby Driver out. was just like it lacked something. It was solid. It's it's like a good movie. It's just like missing something. Bro, without spoiling of my my uh, my rating of last night in Soho, I would say that Baby Driver is probably my least favorite out of all of his movies and TV shows and everything he's done. Because it's right there with World's End for me. Okay, I I still get more entertainment out of the out of World's End because we got Simon Pegg, we got you know mm-hmm. they say we got the whole cast and crew, and it's you know it's a British vibe. But and maybe Loki, like the worst of these is like like a seventy out of a hundred. Like yeah, yeah, the worst of these are still better than most movies like that most, come out. Basically, you see what I'm saying? What comes out of Hollywood? Like, like anything that he's done is better than anything like Michael Bay has ever done. Like like this is one of the top directors. Like his when his shit is disappointing, it's like damn that shit was just really good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just really good, but it wasn't. I can only good. quote two or three things instead of like ten. Yeah, you know, like I, I can. Baby Driver for me. So you, ha- I appreciate Edgar Wright, especially with Last Night in Soho. He's trying really hard to do different shit, and even with this correct uh, uh, the the trilogy that he did, each one was different. Each one was really cool because it was like, yo, we love these genres, so we're gonna make fun of them, but with love. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna make them. We love zombie movies. We want to make fun of zombie movies. So how do we do that? By making a good ass zombie movie that's also really funny. You know, same thing with like Hot Fuzz. Yo, we love Bad Boys. We love Point Break. Let's do that same shit, but like, let's put some heart into it. Let's make our own story. It's not like uh, the scary movies. Like after a while, the scary movies were just like, hey, you, rec- you recognize this. Like they had a point where there was like X-Men characters in the scary movies, you know? Like it was, they were parodying so many things just for it to be recognizable instead of doing their own take on shit. Mm. You know? So I appreciate the way that Edgar Wright can just jump into different genres. And with Baby Driver, he was trying to do like a heist movie, but also heavy with music and soundtrack and and style. And for the most part, it's really entertaining. But I, I've only seen it once going in. 
like at theaters. I haven't watched it again, which is another sign. Like Edgar Wright's movies, I have watched every single Edgar Wright movie at least three times. Maybe the world's end I've seen twice. Maybe the world's end I've seen twice, but yeah. every other one I have seen multiple times. Baby Driver, I haven't seen it again after. I, I even I even bought my dad the Blu-ray for Baby Driver, and he was like, oh, damn, Kevin Spacey's in that shit. Nah, it's not the same anymore. And he liked it. He liked it before that we found out about the Kevin Spacey, uh, you know, uh, scandal and shit. How he's and like, he liked it afterwards. That six no. Afterwards, he was like, I can't even look at the cover. He was like, Get, get, get that this shit man. out of here. Return so, this shit right. I returned. Now. I think I bought him either Logan or Get Out or something like that. Um, so I pre I appreciate what he was doing, and even but it just wasn't funny, and that that was my main thing. I was expecting to laugh, you know what I'm saying? But he didn't go for a comedy. They went more for just a straight heist movie with some jokes in there. Like, Jamie Foxx was funny. Jamie Foxx had a lot of moments. There was the the scene where in there, they're in the car about to do a heist, and they all have the Michael Myers mask on. And it's mm-hmm. literally the actor, Michael Myers. And then Jamie Foxx is like, yo, what the fuck? I told you to get Michael Myers. He's like, this is Mike Myers. He's like, no, I'm talking like fucking Halloween. Like, you're talking about Jason Voorhees. No, I'm talking about Mike Myers. Like, like that scene is, that, I still remember that scene That's being so hard. funny. Right? But yeah. like, you expect more of that. That's mm-hmm. one out of the whole movie. That and the opening where there's like a cool ass stunt with the car where he's like drifting between shit and like doing spins. That all looks amazing, though. You know, like, he went for, like, he wanted to go for something different. His other movies were heavy comedy. It was like, I want to make these stunts look cool as fuck, you know? So for that one, probably my least favorite. And now we jump into Last Night in Soho. And I feel a little conflicted. Like, I don't feel any negativity toward it. I just really don't know how much I like or love it. What do you got, Carrie? I see you raise your hand. Real quick. You could not have told me that Edgar Wright made this movie. <laughs> I was like, really? Edgar, when you said that, I was like, maybe I should have looked it up. Cause I, you I, couldn't was, tell, or you could tell? I was generally surprised. Like he made this movie. I, the thing I is, was like, wait, has, isn't he the comedy guy? <laughs> like, he has some things that are known to Edgar Wright. So yeah. for like the, the opening or the beginning scene where she's like packing her stuff and there's quick cuts from like her suitcase yeah. To her doing this, it's yeah, kind of like yeah. Scott Pilgrim, where he's tying his shoes and stuff. Like they do quick like cuts stuff like in that. a lot of British movies and shit. Yeah, and <laughs> the soundtrack, yeah. the soundtrack. You know it's Edgar Wright because he's constantly putting good music. I mean, in your, in my opinion, I don't, I don't know all of it. I'm not like yo, these are bangers from the '60s, '70s that I recognize, but it always just flows and fits yeah. well. The vibe was there. Watching. The vibe was there. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I guess I should give you a little a little synopsis of this movie. Yeah? Yeah. Sorry, I'm drinking a little drinking a little wine ski, you know. Um so quick I didn't honestly I didn't take that many notes on it because I was just trying to enjoy the movie. Yeah, same here. Um It was one of those things. It was just one of those things I was like, I don't want to take notes right now, I just wanna fucking vibe. Um but let me actually let me pull up the IMDB page so I can Shout out some actors' names. Um, let's see, Thomas McKenzie. Was she? Uh, yeah, Jojo Rabbit is the only thing I really know her from. Um, have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Nah. Yeah, it's okay. So we there's, got there's uh, the COVID phase where you missed a few movies. Facts. I'm sure it's on uh, that site though. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, like, yeah. It's on a streaming free, service. Free screenings, now, you know, free screenings. Yeah, free screenings, bro. If they're in HD, I'm not even mad at it. Something. Everything's in HD of the free <laughs> screening. It's so super, yeah, you know, you know. We got Thomason McKenzie. She plays Ellie, uh, Louise. She, uh, she's like really into the 60s. She wants to be a fashion designer. And um, she wants to move to London. Excuse me. In the opening, you have her grandma who's like worried about her. And she's like, look, your mom tried to go to London. Shit didn't work out. She didn't ask for help. Talk to me. If you need help, like just be, just be, you know. And she's like, mom, she's like, grandma, 
fuck you. I'm good. I can handle any shit that comes to me. I don't worry about it. And then she moves to London. And by hour two, she's like, damn, this shit kind of sucks. There's mean <laughs> girls. I'm getting picked on. I'm getting bullied. I don't know what's happening. Uh, she's just going through like normal like school shit. Yeah. She's got a shitty ass roommate who is just the type of her name is uh, Jacosta. So I'll rip you know she sucks ass. <laughs> you don't have a name like that without sucking ass, bro. And that's her whole vibe. She's just bitchy to be bitchy. She does those passive aggressive fake ass compliments. You know, she like low key roasts you in front of everybody, or she puts you on black. Like there's a scene. Where a guy comes up to Ellie and her squad, it's Jacosta and a couple other people. It's like Jacosta's mean girl squad. And he has some dumbass, which is actually kind of funny, but I don't remember the exact line. He has some dumbass pickup line where he's asking if he could bury his his dick in her ass or whatever. And then they're all like, oh, fuck you, guy. And then Jacosta's like, oh, but maybe try that on Ellie. And then Ellie's like, uh, what the fuck? I'm out of here. I walk away. And they're all like, oh, come on, Ellie. Like, she's the asshole in the situation. Like, this guy comes up to a group of girls and is like, let me bury my dick in your ass. And she's not fucking with it. And walks away and she's the asshole. So it's like, that's the kind of vibe you get. Like, she's, no matter what, she's in the, ba- the bad guy. You get to yeah, see yeah. when she, what's up? What's up? You're not saying anything? Your mic's no, you fucking hard. <laughs> Are you freezing on me? Okay, don't you freeze on me, bro. Yeah, Let's exactly. see if it works. Let's see if it works. Are you with me? Your mic's yeah, fucking you, We don't, yo, one take. We don't edit this shit at all. One take. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. It's like 20 seconds of you going, ah, uh, 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 <laughs> trying to describe the joke. Or just like, of a uh, guy. You, so you can, hey, you can hear my any dick of that? died. Can I bury it in your ass? It's just like, the people are like, so you didn't hear any of that shit. Well, I Bro, knew guess what you're what? going for. <laughs> guess what? Fucking Jamie, Jamie and Abinett, the uh-huh. our ex co-host, just now followed Couch Bum on Instagram. <laughs> so, uh, anyone listening, follow Couch Bum on Instagram. Our Couch Bum Ten. You made Let's it go. for those twenty seconds of Gabe just like becoming uh, the machine. Like, Bro, I don't know. Little... On my end, everything looked good. You look frozen on my side. So, uh, I was looking at the little uh, little audio thing, and it was like, it was space, all over the space, space, space. I have to look at it to see if it's worth the edit. So either I sound like shit. an idiot right now, or you sounded <laughs> real bad. But one or take, I sounded one take, <laughs> one take, bro. Right, Dude, last but, night in Soho, uh, like so, let's be real. What you what you watch this movie for? Because I I like to go in blind. I had no clue what's going on. And the only yeah. thing you really got a close to what the genre was for, if you don't read the descriptions like I do, was the poster. And I was like, you know what? Poster is a little psych- a little like mental break type. Sure enough, that's what it was. But you know what? What makes certain movies good for me is desperation levels. I like mm-hmm. desperate shit. And this Bro. bitch was desperate. <laughs> Bro, I had I wasn't hundred percent crazy about uncut gems, but um, I had moments where I felt low key stressed out. Yeah, like I was watching uncut gems. Yeah, there were moments where I was just like as overwhelmed as Ellie because Ellie gets in situation like, bro. Okay, I guess I, I have to give. I still give this. Yeah, like so. shit where it's like painful to watch and you just like turn yes, on. You're like, dude. oh man, I hate this shit. This it's cool. This this movie is low key a horror movie, bro. Is low key a horror movie? It's got a lot of suspense. It almost feels like time travel. It almost feels like um, a Freaky Friday movie. It's got a lot. It's really, um, it's got a mix of things going on. And it doesn't really explain, unless I miss something, you can tell me. It doesn't really, which I kind of like, it doesn't really explain how, if you've seen the trailers, you know that Anna Taylor-Joy is in this, plays a character named, is it Sadie or Sandy? Sandy. Sandy, plays a character named Sandy. Or Alexandra. Or Alexandra. And basically, our character, Ellie, she she decides that she can't live with her bitchy-ass room anymore. She wants to get her own place. She finds a location, dope-ass loft room type. Uh, the lighting, bro, the lighting in this movie is so cool. She has like a neon red and blue sign outside of the her uh, new apartment. 
Okay. And it just lights up the whole part, like her whole room, like red and blue, almost like kind of like police sirens a little bit, you know, like mm-hmm. the lights. But it just like the vibe. I want that vibe in my own room. <laughs> like the vibe is so cool. Um, but she ends up uh, talking to this old lady and getting this room uh, in a different part of London, in a different part of the city, um, so she can be away from her shitty ass roommate. And the old lady, when she is giving Ellie the tour, she's like, yeah, I would never sell this house. Just have so many memories. So many memories. And then Ellie that night knocks out. She falls asleep. And the next thing you know, we see her walk in out of her room into an alley, onto the streets. And next thing you know, she's in the 60s in London. And when she looks into the mirror, she sees Anna Taylor-Joy, who is Alexandra. So that's kind of your, your main thing, your main premise. And you're kind of learning about Anna Taylor-Joy. You're kind of, you're living, you're experiencing Anna Taylor-Joy's life through the eyes of Ellie. Because I would say we really don't, one of my complaints is that we really don't, at least personally, I don't feel like we spend a lot of time with Anna Taylor, with Sandy. Uh-huh. Or is it Sadie or Sandy? It's Sandy. <laughs> so I feel like we don't spend a lot of time with like, like we see like we see up. Sandy a lot. <laughs> we get to hang out with Sandy. We get to see what she's up to, but we always see Sandy in the sixties while she's attached to Ellie. We never really see Sandy kind of talking like to people or like expressing her own points of view. So it's almost like she's like an avatar for our character Ellie. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Almost. <laughs> almost? You disagree? Almost. If you disagree, let me you're know what's up. You're almost there. You're almost there. If you disagree, let me know what's up while I sip this wine. Well, she just like, she's basically what uh, our main character sort of wants to be branching out, fitting into like, Sandy she, like would fit in and is like the extrovert character that our main character wants to be. Yes. But she slowly realizes that maybe that's not who she is ever capable of being, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And this movie definitely deserves like a second, a second viewing to kind of, after you kind of realize what's going on to like Uh look back and see, um, just because there's certain things looking at it. It's like, Oh damn, I I couldn't notice that. Or I should have noticed that. Um, yeah, definitely one of those movies <laughs> where you like get to the end, you're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah, I guessed it, but I did. That is def- you know what? Because I was watching it, like I said earlier, Ali's girlfriend Lily and started watching it with me, and we were kind of throwing out some predictions in there, and she was she was predicting some stuff like right before it, like she predicted some things that did come true, and it was kind of like right before it happened. But we were having fun, kind of trying to figure out. Is it this person? Is it someone? Is it like her great grand? Is it her mom? Is it someone that was related to? You know what I'm saying? It was fun to like figure out because we never really get to, again. We never really get to figure out or find that much out about Sandy. You know, mm-hmm. like we get yeah. to see her, we get to see her life, and we get to see the kind of things she gets involved in. But we really never like get a conversation with her. Like I wanted to talk to her and be like, "Yo, like what are you doing, girl? Like why why are we here right now? What you know?" Um, but they have great, great lighting. The the atmosphere in this shit is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the scenery, fucking beautiful. The soundtrack flows with it. Um, it's not boring at all. I like almost all the characters that are involved. Uh, the the mystery is pretty fucking interesting. Um, the third act kind of turns into. You know what? Actually, real quick, before I get into the third act, we were talking about how sometimes this shit gets overwhelming. And there are many times where Ellie's walking around and light spoilers, she starts seeing shit. She goes, in, <laughs> she goes, she goes into back in time through her dreams. And you're like, that's so cool. That's cool. But then when it starts affecting her in real life, when she starts seeing shit that she was seeing in her dreams during the day in real life while she's herself Ellie. That's when shit starts getting like super overwhelming and really actually intense because you feel like, bro, 
Ellie's going to kill someone. Ellie's going to accidentally kill someone. And there's a scene. I'm thinking that, right? I, it's like, yo, I'm like, she's running around. There's people. And then she just grabs a knife, bro. She, I don't want to say too much, but she grabs a knife. And she fucking goes to stab somebody. Yo, this I don't want to say, I don't want to remove too much. But it's like the buildup of what was going to happen. And like the last minute thing that did happen was like, damn, I was on the edge of my seat. You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to spoil it too much, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if it was edge of the seat worthy, but it was, it was, it was. A I fun. thought it was cool as fuck, bro, because I thought for real, like, some shit was about to go down, bro. Like, I felt like it was, it was, she was definitely capable of it, you know? Yeah. All right, what would you? Get and then, and then the, <laughs> the reaction of the person it almost happened to. Cause someone, one person was like, "Yo, it's cool, it's cool," and then she was, was like, like "No, the, the fuck, fuck? <laughs> the fuck is not cool." But uh, what, what were you about to say, bro? Yeah, what would you give this? What's your bro, I honestly was gonna yeah. ask you that. Just Yo, it, I, it's tough. It's so borderline. Like, but I I'd say it's a high food talk. It's like, but say, you, it's hard to tell. It's hard to say why it's not. This really is this good. is the, my reasoning why I think I can't give it a couch bump. Is because the final twist leading up is a little bit predictable. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit predictable, and a little underdone. A little bit underdone, and also when there's a reveal of what one character ends up doing to like a bunch of people, you kind of it kind of like takes you out a little bit because you start thinking about the logistics of. And so you know what I'm saying? The no, that's of, a lot of bodies, you know. That's a lot of bodies. And there's that's a lot a of floorboards. Exactly. Of exactly. And why don't it stay? <laughs> Thank you. If you really like sit back and think about like, that, wait a second. It might shit might unravel a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like um this is uh, what is it, us? Uh the second key and, P- key and Peel movie. <laughs> This not get yeah, out. Us, it's like it was just us. a line of people. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was solid, but if we really think hard about some of the logistics of it, kind of falls apart. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. kind of. So that's why I think I can't give it that full couch bump. But this is also me on its first viewing. I think maybe on a second or third viewing, I might. It might wear me down. And I you might see to... Sandy working the floorboards a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I might. I might catch... like, she picks up carpentry on the side. Like, you, yeah. don't, you don't realize that. <laughs> I might catch some shit that I hadn't seen before, honestly. So I think I have to. I think I have to go with you, bro. And I have to give it a high from Todd. It's yeah, real it's... close. It's real close to a couch. But it's super entertaining. It's like a two-hour movie. It's like an hour fifty-six. Yeah, and it honestly a, doesn't it's typical too. It doesn't uh, overstay its welcome, like, at all. Yeah. It doesn't feel long. It's entertaining. It's definitely a worth a watch. It's so cool to see Edgar Wright doing different shit. That boy is talented, bro. That boy, it, it, like, he makes me want to give up on everything, bro. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to make, right? It would be amazing oh to make God. movies. It would be amazing to make movies, but it's like, I know I can't do it like him. You know what I'm saying? Or right now, in my current state, it's like, to this guy's talent, the work and effort that he puts into movies, the detail, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to fucking find a Starbucks cup in that shit like his Game of Thrones, bro. The detail that this guy puts into it, fucking amazing. The way he cues up sounds. There's a scene where he's, or there's an asshole bully who does the whole pretending to suck dick thing with your cheek. Okay. You know, when you put your cheek out, it looks like you're sucking dick. Bro, he did that shit in beat with the soundtrack. Like, this is how detailed he is. A dick joke, a, 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 a fucking dick joke, he's that detailed, bro. He's a couch bump, bro. No, okay, okay, okay. It's not, okay. It's not there. It's not there. But it had some great. We didn't even talk about the black guy, bro. The black guy who was also a no, great this poor character. guy just like trying to be a good person just gets that's, completely fucked over. over that's and over. another Spoilers. reason where it's like he was almost, even Lillian was like, he's almost too perfect. He almost yeah. wasn't a character. I was waiting for was. like him to be like a reveal, just like he didn't actually exist. Like, yeah, he was almost <laughs> too nice. But at the same time, maybe it's far fetched to think that everyone in London would be a fucking asshole. Like, there's got to be one guy that's nice. And my man wanted some ass. Let's be real. He wanted oh, some ass. Oh, let's, let's, let's not what? go that far. This, this is actually a he giant. Did this, it? 
This movie, well, like, he, 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 wasn't, he wasn't, like, super committed. He was bro. there for it. But bro, real he, quick, this whole movie was, like, a giant anti-rape ad, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it wasn't even, it was kind of weird, because at first it was, like, kind of vague. I was like, maybe she's just taking him to the VIP section, just hanging yeah, out. Yeah, then they made it real specific made- and in your face for a long period of time, and you're like... You know, I get the message, Edgar. It was a little exact. It was like how many, how many bodies, bro? Because it was like a montage of like five minutes, and I was like, what? What is? I don't know. You know, know, Edgar, when he was planning this movie, you know what he was thinking? On a movie with ghost dicks. You realize if you pause, there was ghost dicks. (laughs) Damn, was there? Yeah, yeah, and you're just like. Man, they, they could have totally gone without animating those Bro, in, but... But that's what I'm saying when I'm talking about Edgar Wright. This man is all about detail. <laughs> he does this shit, bro. He goes there. Nah, bro. It's a solid fucking watch, bro. It's a solid watch. Yeah, it's solid. I recommend it. And complain. Bro, if my roommates can get involved in it and they don't even watch movies like that, they can get sucked into it. I think anyone can go watch it. I would, if it was easily accessible to go to the theaters, I would probably go rewatch it in theaters on the big screen, honestly. Even after watching it already, the way I watched it, you know what I mean? I would still go and pay. Because the thing is, I support, I'm a fan, bro. I support Edgar Wright. You know what I'm saying? I support him. I love this guy. He's brought me so much. As an unbiased commentator, I would not. This is is a good watch. I don't know if I'm rewatching it. Hate to kill the vibe, but Damn, this yeah. is a solid one watch. <laughs> you fucking pop my bubble, bro. I'm deflated. Uh, this, right this is a solid one watch, but you can also recommend it to people versus like other movies like Captain America, where it's like you watch that once and you're like, I don't Which Captain America? The original. That first one? Like, I cannot the first recommend one? that first one, bro. Yeah, it was that just like, was that's so what I'm saying. It's like, horrible. you watch that and you're like, okay. And I'm then you walk sure out and you're not telling people it. to watch it. This one, you watch it and you, you, I'm not out there rewatching but i'm telling other people hey watch this you know? i think it has i i hear you <laughs> i agree <laughs> with you but you're wrong <laughs> i, hear you, I, I agree, agree with you, with you. <laughs> i just i think maybe not right tonight but like mm-hmm. in a week or so i think i can pop it back in rewatch it you know yeah i also had some people around like i had like i had a friend over a couple roomies were walking around you know what i'm saying so i feel like Maybe if my experience was more like locked in, all the lights off, no distractions, you know, and also not taking notes every once in a while for the pod, I would have probably enjoyed it a little bit more. But still loved it. I'm, you know, when it comes to Edgar, I'm a little biased, but I can tell you straight up that Baby Driver wasn't it for me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not always saying he does great shit, even though it was solid. <laughs> uh, so we gave it futons. Um, I was thinking next episode. I haven't watched any of the Hawkeye episodes. Me neither. Disney Plus. Um, I'm a I'm a huge Jeremy Renner fan, and by huge, I mean I, I loved him when he was in town, and when he was in uh, Hurt Locker. After that, I really can't tell you what this man has done. I don't know what fucking happened, bro. Because there was a point where I was like, Jeremy Renner is the guy, you know, almost like how I felt about Tom Hardy. Even though Tom yeah. Hardy's fall hurts a lot more. Because uh, Tom Hardy's high was high. You know See, what I'm where Tom Hardy fucked up, he should have just immortalized himself with a Marvel contract or something. Like, just that's what Jeremy Renner did. He's like, Tom, there's nothing really going on, but he's like, he's there. He's hot. He he's solidified. Like, I'm getting yeah. a paycheck. Like, I'm yeah. good. My kids are eating. I'm Hawkeye forever now. No matter what, yeah. I get a show. Even if I have scandals, I'll go out with the show. You know. And then like, Tom Hardy did DC, and you're just like, Tom Hardy, bro. You were so close to the mark. You did great. I like him as Bane. I know we always, people clown his, I will break you, and all that shit. I know, but I think he was solid for Bane. I don't know what will break first, your mind or your anus. <laughs> that's such a classic, really. That's a deep cut. That's like fucking soft, freshman, sophomore year in college, just fucking cracking jokes about Dr. Night Rises, bro. <laughs> <laughs> good ass times but there's so much jokes with that but he still has that presence and then he goes into fucking venom and just embarrasses himself like bro what I, if you were if you were someone just starting out in acting you know if you wanted to get your big break and you wanted to be in a big superhero movie okay yeah join venom but you're tom motherfucking hardy you're bane 
you're Mad Max. You know what I'm saying? You're dream a little bigger in Inception. You know, you had that one line. It was good. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're, oh, bro. Yeah, you're in okay. shows. Peaky Blinders, bro. Peaky Yo, so I got I got the got the Tom Hardy revival of his career. Talk Chris Pratt fucks up one more time. Gets ousted <laughs> from from his from his uh job He's with fun. Rocket Raccoon and then Tom Hardy flows into that role just naturally. I feel like it's a seamless transition. As wait, as uh, Star Lord? As Star Lord, yeah. That's that's where Tom Hardy could have fit in right there. See, I would never have seen that until after watching Venom and thinking maybe. But the thing is Tom Hardy, for some reason, I think he kind of struggles with American accents now. Like, he's done, like, Brooklyn or Boston-type accents, and it has sounded solid. But in Venom, I don't know what the fuck accent he's doing. Like, his, his he's just all over the fucking place, bro. He has to dial, he needs to dial it back down. I think he's acting too hard in, in Venom. I don't too know. Too hard. What is, you know? But, uh... So yeah, next episode we'll probably watch some Hawkeye. Um, yeah. I was thinking maybe King Richard. I think that's the. I think it's called King Richard. Yeah, Just, it's King uh, Richard. Serena Williams. You Venus like tennis? Williams. I like love tennis. tennis. I would say I'm not the biggest fan of the Williams sisters just because of some of their attitudes on the court. Nah, dude. You just won't admit it. Don't even do it. Like the attitude on the court. No, I mean, if you look at some of the shit that Serena has done on the court, like, to these, and, like, and threatened. These pitiful opponents, she's like murdered them. She did. Also, I would say that it's also boring seeing Serena just dominate everyone where it's like no one can even like stand up to Yo, this, this dude can't even appreciate greatness like, I, she's great she's the greatest for sure though she's the greatest so it's like, she's it'd like be, Tom it might, Brady to you nah fuck Tom Brady it might okay, be cool yeah, I heard that. <laughs> it might be cool to see Will Smith in a movie where he's training the Williams sisters that's kind of interesting I, I would say that I have a weird feeling about Will Smith. Back in the day, I used to love the fuck out of this guy. I'm talking Fresh Prince, Men in Black, Wild West. You know what I'm saying? Wild, Wild West. All of that, loved it. I still can rewatch Fresh Prince every day and be entertained by it. But when he started getting into like his more serious, he started really trying to go for that Oscar, you know? And that's kind of when I started like... He started becoming more phony, more Hollywood. I don't know. And all this shit with Jada Pickett. Every day you hear some shit. There's a new tweet about how this motherfucker was having sex so much, having an orgasm repulsed him. You know, it's like, bro, I can't, you know, I can't relate to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, now I don't want to watch King Richard. What the fuck? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm going to drag you down. I'm not aware of these things. Now but this could be I'm his comeback. with King Richard. <laughs> this could be his comeback, though. So we might watch King Richard. I'm definitely going to watch some more Ranking of Kings. Fuck yeah. Um, Hawkeye, I'm probably going to, by the time the next episode, I'm probably going to finish Line of Duty, just being real with you. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show Psych. I don't know if you've heard of it or if other people out there have seen Psych. It was a show on, I think it's USA. I have heard. It's fucking amazing in my opinion. I love it. I've seen every season, every episode. There's been two movies, like two TV movies that have come out. A third one just dropped on Peacock. <laughs> Ivan uh, hooked me up with his... Peacock information. So uh, thank you for your cock, Ivan. Um, gonna watch Psych Psych Three. Let you guys know what I feel about that or how I feel about it. Now I think there was something. Oh, also possibly, yo, Carrie, help me figure it out. Let's see if we can figure out how to use Discord. Might try to get Gordo on the pod. Um, the boy's been begging a hop on. <laughs> I always say that every time I talk about Gordo. Yo. You know what? Maybe, I just want to say maybe Gordo is is growing a little bit because you know I do love desperation, <laughs> and you're making him sound a little desperate. Right honestly, now. I'm, I'm all for that. You know, honestly, I think it'd be cool to have Gordo's opinion or his like his view because he'll watch the movies that we won't even consider. You know what I'm saying? He'll be like, "Yo, Red Notice, the harder they fall." You know what I'm saying? And he'll be like, "All right, tell the people how you feel, and then we can talk about you know the other real, the good shit we're watching." You know. <laughs> Yeah, he'll be out here like couch bumping Battle LA. If you Yo, know, no. Don't take like that. Yo, Battle LA. Yo, shout out to Battle, Battle LA, one of the worst movies. But made. one of the greatest trailers 
of all time in my opinion. <laughs> Battle LA made you think that you're about to watch the godfather of like alien war movies. Like I was ready, bro. Like the soundtrack, go watch it. Go look up the Battle of LA. The soundtrack and the trailer is so good that you're like, yeah, this has to be Oscar worthy. And you go watch that shit and you're like, what the fuck happened? Who directed the trailer? Yo, because Gordo doesn't watch these movies, he just watches the trailers and spark notes at them. I'm ready. No, it would be cool. Gordo's a funny ass dude. Gordo's a funny ass dude. I love him. Allegedly. I think he'd have some good input. At least he would put us onto some stuff that we might not have uh, jumped onto initially, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to try to figure out how to make that happen. Maybe we can use Discord to record audio. You can't just like. Accept an email? He doesn't have a laptop, is the thing. Does he have an iPad? I don't know if he has an iPad, but I know he's got an... I'll ask him. But I know with Discord... He does, but the thing is, Zencaster doesn't work with iPhones. It has to be a desktop or a laptop. Can he go to a local library? (laughs) Bro, go to a local library and start fucking talking about movies and shit. Um, But he has Discord, (laughs) and he can use Discord on his phone. So we got to test it out because I got to see what the quality is like. I'm not trying to sound like he's in a fucking, you know, in the tunnel or some shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, this was pretty much episode 42, Couch Bum. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you fuck with us, leave us a rating. Um, follow us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, couch-bum.com. Check us out there. Uh, be dropping some shit on YouTube every once in a while. Catch from ten, Twitch, Catch from ten, Instagram at Catch from ten. <laughs> so come, come check us out. Please, um, please, we're desperate. We're desperate. <laughs> we need more listeners. I don't want us to keep selling cars every day. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you, Carrie. For uh, sticking with me, not betraying me like that son of a bitch, Jamie. <laughs> uh, I love you all. I love all you bums. We'll see you on next episode. Bye. Bye.